Why are there so many obstacles in life? Well, the first piece of this is, in whose book is something an obstacle? Something comes on our path. And there's a lot of ways to look at it. One way is an obstacle. I want to go there. This thing is on my path. This is an obstacle. Another way to look at it is something that has been given to you on the path to make you stronger as you walk it. So you're still clear, this is my path. Ah, okay, instead of just a simple walk along my path, now I have this great big boulder that I get to learn how to walk over. That's going to increase my strength. It's going to give me some extra muscles. It'll increase my balance. It'll increase my nimbleness because to crawl over the boulder and get down is going to require a little bit more flexibility and nimbleness and strength than simply walking on the path. Another way to look at it is, oh, thank God this came because I was going so fast down the wrong path that if this thing hadn't fallen off the mountain right into the road and I weren't stopped, I would have continued all the way down the wrong path. Thank God this boulder fell on my road so that I actually had to stop and take a moment. And in that moment, I realized I was going the wrong way. Mahatma Gandhi said so beautifully, what's the point of going so fast when you're going in the wrong direction? And so sometimes the obstacles on our path are actually there, not, not just to drive us crazy going in the same way we were going, but actually to give us a message and say, hey, wait, hey, wait. Maybe that's not the way to go after all. Maybe this enormous, insurmountable boulder that has just fallen on your path is actually God's way of saying, don't go there. And we don't always listen. I'll tell you another personal story on this. So I love to hike. I love to be in the mountains, but I especially love to, to actually hike and backpack. And I, I used to do a lot of backpacking and a lot of trekking. And, and we had gone to Gangotri, the source of Mother Ganga, the temple at the source of Mother Ganga. And we had done this beautiful trek out to Gomuk, which is the actual source, the glacier source. And it was a beautiful, beautiful trip that we had done. A couple of years later, we were going up to Gangotri for an event, a program, and for also some projects that we were instituting there. And there was not a plan this time to go out to Gomok. But I had set my mind, I'm going to go. Pooja Swamiji had said, don't go, there's no need to go. Stay, we've got all of this work that we're doing in Gangotri for 
a clean green program in Gangotri and work that we were doing there to help clean it, beautify it, etc. He said, you can go out to Gomok another time, this time. But I was, I was stubborn. So I said, no, 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 I'm going to go. He said, okay. Because he's that type of guru. Okay. So we get up to Gangotri. And the next morning, and I'm excited, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I had convinced a couple of other people in the group to come with me. I open up my bag that has my hiking boots in it. And the soles have, the rubber soles have literally melted off my hiking boots. Just crumbled, melted, crumbled. I mean, I had never seen anything like this before. Obviously couldn't wear them. I then decide, oh, well, I'll do it in my chapels. I'll do it in my slippers. Now, it's 18 kilometers each way over an uneven, rocky path. Guru says, don't go. The universe melts my hiking boots. <laughs> I mean, the obstacle right there, right? I don't have any shoes. I'm in a place that they don't sell shoes. I have no, all I've got are my slip-on sandals. But I was stubborn. I'm heading in that path. I'm going. doesn't matter what the obstacles are. I will. So I do it. Go out in my sandals. Trek was fine. Trek was great. Two days later, I was flat on my back for the next six weeks. I had damaged something in my back so badly through the very, very long, uneven track in sandals that gave absolutely no support to the ankles, the feet. I had just thrown out something in my back so badly that I had to postpone a trip abroad and literally needed help getting to the bathroom. Like I couldn't sit down or stand up at all six weeks. So I share the story because a lot of times we don't necessarily see obstacles that come as a message. And interestingly, sometimes the message is not, it's the wrong way. In my case, it was. In my case, clearly the message was, stay put. <laughs> but obstacles are always a message. Sometimes it's a message, change path. Sometimes it's simply a message to be more resolved. Sometimes it's a message that the universe realizes you need, you need something. Whatever this obstacle is, you are going to gain something from it that you otherwise wouldn't gain that you need on your path. But every single one of these is a very important purpose, whether it's to strengthen us, whether it's to stop us so that we can find the right path. They're not there for the universe just to drive us crazy. So when you're walking on your path and you have an obstacle, the question becomes, is this obstacle here because the path is wrong? 
Or is the obstacle here to strengthen me? And there's no cookie-cutter answer to that. You've got to go within and ask yourself. Typically in life, if we are moving with our dharma, it's much more like rowing a boat downstream than rowing a boat upstream. Typically, if we are constantly rowing a boat upstream and getting nowhere, it's an important lesson that maybe our boat is facing in the wrong direction. But now that doesn't mean that following your dharm means that everything is easy. Doesn't mean everything goes your way. Doesn't mean the universe always cooperates. Doesn't mean you don't get a flat tire. Doesn't mean that there aren't rapids along the way. But it just means that in general, you feel much more like you are in the flow of the universe rather than against the flow of the universe. And here's where the way to know is, is what part of me is pushing me? If there's an obstacle, or I feel like I'm rowing my boat upstream, question is, what part of me is rowing? Is it my ego? Is it my ego that says, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it? When I was 20 years old, I had hiked up the Grand Canyon in sandals. Hiked down in hiking boots, I had gotten very bad blisters and couldn't put my hiking boots back on, had hiked back up in sandals. I was 20. When I hiked out to Gomok in sandals, I was 40-something. But my ego was so stuck with, I'm still 20, I can do it, that it was a pull of the ego. It was not, it was not, and, and if I had been honest and looked within, I would have known that. It was not that spiritual pull of, supposed to do this. It was my ego saying, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it. I'm a trekker. I can do anything. This is ego. And so is it the ego saying, I'm supposed to be the president of this company, I'm supposed to be the CEO, I'm supposed to be a millionaire, I'm supposed to be this? I'm supposed to be that. I'm supposed to have this. That's the ego driving us. But when you're quiet, you can actually feel the difference inside between when the ego drives us and when we're pulled by the divine flow of life. One of them is a constriction. We become constricted. Our vision becomes very, very narrow. One of them is an expansion. And so when you feel like, gotta do it, gotta do it, but there's this obstacle, but it's just an obstacle and I hate it and get it out of my path, I'm supposed to walk that way. Take a moment and check in. What part of you is pushing? 
And the other question, of course, is, and what exactly is wrong with where you are right now? If that obstacle, if that boulder on your path were dropped there, such that you couldn't actually move, what exactly is wrong with where you are? What part of you says, got to keep moving on this path, got to keep moving on this path? And that's a really important inner question. Because ultimately, from the spiritual perspective, where you are right now, right here, is exactly perfect and exactly right. And so why the hang-up about where you think you've got to go? Maybe right now, you're supposed to just be right here. And so obstacles on our path give us a, a beautiful opportunity for introspection. And whether we continue on the course with a renewed resolve, because we know it is the flow of the universe, whether we change course, or whether we decide to simply sit down and meditate for a while, right here, right now. All of them are great outcomes. And the obstacles provided it. The obstacles given us the opportunity to stop and look. I can't tell you how many people in the world I know who have had horrible illnesses, terminal, non-terminal, but maybe they thought it was terminal, who have actually said, I'm so glad I had that. Wouldn't wish it on anyone I love, but in retrospect, I'm so glad that I had that. Because what it did was, it actually forced me to slow down and to reevaluate and to relook at actually what was most important, actually what path I was on, actually where I was running. There's nothing like a terminal illness or having a loved one have a terminal illness to suddenly make what's really important very clear. Suddenly, all of that which is not important just disappears immediately. And so sometimes obstacles are there because what the universe really wants from us is to understand what's important. And if that obstacle is going to make that happen, then so be it. So we should never feel punished or harassed by the universe or chosen against or somehow as though the universe is against us. We should always look at our obstacles and first of all say thanks for the opportunity and understand why it might be given to us and what we're supposed to learn from it and how we're supposed to grow from it. Otherwise, what you find is you keep having the same obstacles in this life, over lifetimes. We keep having the same pattern, same type of obstacles keep coming up until we understand the message. <laughs>